God's people, on today's show, we express the love of God through art with our guests, Canadian artist, wife, mommy, art ministry coach, and worship singer, C.M. Bear Art. You gotta catch her story. It's compelling. It's emotional. It's transparent. It's full of hills and valleys. But in the end, I promise you will be inspired. I'll also share some of my music and pour out my heart about the background of what it really means to me that God knows my art. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration. My wife thinks I'm crazy. How did we get here? I can't believe y'all let me have a show. We going higher and higher, let me inspire you. God's people, I see you, let me admire you. He gave you vision and purpose, but you struggled to dream. Cause the seed that was sown wasn't stitched in your jeans. What was in them was denim. I guess what's in them is in them. There's a different perspective that I'm trying to present them. It ain't always peace when you see the peace sign. It don't make you a Levite cause you rock Levi's. What's up, people? I am your host, Jay Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. God knows my art. Now, for those of you who are new listeners, you have no idea what I'm talking about. You know what? Shame on you. Why, why would I say that? That's not. No, I'm not. I'm playing. Don't, don't turn off the podcast because I said shame on you. I appreciate you for listening. As a matter of fact, much love to you as a new listener. Please do subscribe to the show. Understand that you can actually, look, check this out. You can Google the words, inspire God's people, right? Just Google it. Try it today. And believe it or not, you can listen to the podcast from the Google search engine. Or you could just scroll and you will find everywhere that my podcast is. You're going to see an album that I put out called Inspire God's People. It's amazing to me. I love it. Just Google Inspire God's People and stay connected to us. However, it makes sense for you to stay connected because we appreciate you. The other dope thing you could do is actually go back to the beginning. I have some gems, some hidden gems um, in our earlier episodes because this is what, episode 93, I think. You could go back to episode one and like listen and catch up and catch the story over the past couple of years. And, you know, the process um, that God has kind of taken us through um, on this journey, as I have many listeners who have heard every single episode. And I appreciate everyone, even if you about to turn this off right now because you don't like me and you made up in your mind. I don't like him. I don't like nothing he's talking about. I appreciate you. God bless you. All right. So this concept of God knows my art, it's the name of a project that I put out um, three years ago. And the whole idea is like. I guess me as a Christian artist, I always feel like people try to put me in a box and I'm a very, you know, I'm a different person. I'm, I'm just a different guy. Like, and I don't necessarily fit well in a box. So when people try to judge me that way, it doesn't work out well because I'm a Christian rapper, but I'm not a, I'm not your prototypical rapper. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really make, create rap music the way most rappers create rap music. So, um, I had this idea like, hey, God knows my art. So whether or not people knew how to categorize me or where to put my music or where does it match at or whatever, it was like, you know what? If God knows my art, that's the win for me. It's like I create as an artist to first please God and then hope that it, you know, connects. And, you know, I feel like if it pleased God, it should connect with 
at least some of his people, right? At least one of y'all like my music, don't you? I know y'all like my music. People listen to it every week. Check out J Will Music. J W I L M U S I C. The commercial's over now. Commercial's over now. Commercial's over now. Commercial's over now. But anyway, I'm in this very inspired place as it relates to art um, and creating. And so you you guys are gonna see. We did an episode a couple weeks ago called Dream Create Rinse Repeat, which is a shirt by uh, SkyDreamAndApparel.com. My homie Doug Reed B Versus. And I don't know. I. I'm in this place of pure inspiration to the point that I can like feel it. Like I, when I get inspired and I'm inspired by so much of life, I can literally feel it as I'm like in this, I'm just grateful to God right now. There's a lot of good things going on in my life by the grace of God. And you know, as you know, we, we talk about things organically, so I'm not going to go off and derail the show and talk about some things, but I'm just grateful for you for what God is doing in all of our lives. And I think a lot of this is coming, if, if I could say this, it's coming because a lot like the world has like conditioned us to complain about 2020. And our very first episode this year was Happy New Day. And Lavelle and I talked about how you cannot judge a life by a year. And just go back and listen to the episode from January 1st, 2020. I promise you it's going to bless you. And it may help you understand why I keep saying, like, I'm not accepting that this is a bad year. I'm, those words aren't coming out of my mouth because it will undermine the way that God has blessed me. And it doesn't mean that I'm not recognizing that there have been some challenges and that it's tough. And, and really, you know, as we I can't wait till the election is over because there's just so much division right now. And I'm not saying that. Whatever, I'm whatever. It is what it is. I'm not explaining myself right now. I'm not explaining myself. God's people, I love y'all. I just want us to be united by faith. I believe God's art, Christian art, does that. It unites us by faith. It strips down all of these other things that the enemy tries to use to divide us and have us against each other. And I'm just trying so hard to focus on Christ and unity and what he called us to do when Jesus died on the cross. That wasn't to divide us. That was to unite us by faith. And I am a, a sinner saved by grace, just like you. I'm your brother in Christ. Like, I, I'm not all of these other titles, like, before that. And so I just feel like while the rest of the world is, is so strongly focused on any little thing to divide us, I'm so inspired just to follow Christ. And, like, I've been holding on to his word. During this year, like never before, I've been holding on to his promises because I know like God, like I know it's dark. I know it's, there's so much evil. There's so like there's so much that we can make a big deal out of. But I want to make a big deal out of you. And that's what I've been striving to do is like, like, let God know my art, like create so that God can be pleased, like, like it only focus on that. And it's very tough when the rest of the world around you is moving a certain way. But the Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, and I am not unstable. You are not unstable. We can stand firm on the word of God. No matter how hard the wind is blowing, no matter how hard the waves are blowing, the word of God is an anchor. So that we can stand firm and stand still. And so I just urge anyone who's listening to this. 
don't allow the enemy to separate you from your brothers and sisters in Christ. Words out of paint. God knows my art. Eyes closed, standing at the edge of the ocean. Hands raised to let you know I'm fully devoted. I can smell the rain coming, but I ain't running. I guess I'm comfortable with nothing because I came from it. Standing here in the eye of the storm with the eye of the tiger. Down but not out because I am a fighter. You win some, lose some, I'm a survivor. Give me a child and I'll be a father. Father, forgive me for all of my sins, all of my missed calls, all my Niagara Falls, all of my Grand Canyons, all of my Great Walls. I'm on Damascus Road trying to relate to Paul. This is Moses with his staff rose. This is David dancing out his clothes. It's a black rose, something beautiful and bold in the spirit. Fearfully and wonderfully made in this image. This is, this is Genesis to Revelation. This is enemies becoming footstools, a celebration. The wealth of the wicked laid up for the just. The just live by faith, the faith live in us. Joseph living out his dreams. Hannah prayed for Samuel, Samuel anointed kings. It's a lyrical, miracle picture, biblical Mona Lisa. This is Mary carrying King of Kings.
I feel like more of a more of an artist than a rapper this time around. Uh, just trying to feel it. Yeah. All right, I feel good. Let's go. You just heard the sound by yours truly, J. Will Music, featuring Darius James and Asia, produced by Darrell Red Campbell Jr. That's the intro track to my project entitled God Knows My Art. If you want to listen to my music, please just add J. Will Music to your Apple Music and Spotify playlist. That's J-W-I-L Music. And please understand, my music is like abstract art. Each piece, each project is an original expression. This is not cookie-cutter music. And that love of art leads me to having guests like the one I have on the show today. I'm so excited. Her story is amazing. I'm appreciative of, you know, her taking the time out of her busy day to talk to me. And you can look in the description of this show and find all of her contact information. So. Let's sit back, relax, and enjoy this interview. Let me interview you. Here's what we gon' do. You gon' talk to me, and I'm gon' talk to you. Maybe on the phone or possibly in person. Either way it goes, we gon' be talking purpose. All right, guys, people, we are excited for a great interview today. I'm excited. This is my first international interview. I have Christine, a.k.a. CM Bear Art. On the phone today, all the way from Ontario, I believe. How are you today, Christine? I'm doing great. How's well, it going with you? I'm great. Welcome, welcome to the show. Like, I'm I'm really excited about um getting to know you and talking to you today. Um, I came across your Instagram page, believe it or not. Um, just kind of searching around um for interesting people um who are Christians and you know in business or entrepreneurs. I came across your page and a couple of things jumped out instantly. So first of all, I just want to shout out Instagram and social media for being uh, some being productive. Right. We look at social media. It could be such a negative things at times, but I'm glad to have come across you and uh, looking forward to getting to know you. So you are in Ontario, Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah. Um, a little place just outside of Hamilton, Ontario, actually. So. Okay, that's perfect. So believe it or not, um, yeah. I don't think we talked about this at all, just kind of in our briefing, but I am right across the river in Detroit, uh, at least in the yeah. Detroit area. So we are not that far, I don't think. Like, I don't I don't know where Hamilton is. Is that super far away from Detroit or the border? Um, yeah, I would say it's a, it's probably a good hour and a bit outside of, um, like, I would say it's about 45 minutes outside of Toronto going towards Niagara Falls. and then. I'm out probably another half hour or so from there. So sweet, sweet. No, I love it. Yeah. So have you have you ever been to Detroit? I have actually, um, and I've but that was a long time ago. Now I have heard so many amazing things about Detroit and how um, just how it really has turned around. So um, good for you guys. <laughs> yeah, like if it's been yeah. a minute, you definitely got to check out downtown. So I was. Um, just in my corporate um role, I was able to kind of be a part of like um some some of somewhat of the resurgence and working with some businesses down there like early two thousand eleven to fifteen, let's call it. So like in that time frame since a two two thousand eleven, it's just crazy how different it is. So definitely worth uh I guess post uh coronavirus uh and pandemic getting out there and checking it out. But nevertheless, excited to um, have my first Canadian interview. Like this is super cool. So thank you. 
All right, so we're going we're gonna to start off, Christine. Um, I want to know a little bit about you. So let's kind of start maybe if we can go back to, like, high school, maybe college, okay. that, that age frame, you know, the 18-year-old age frame. Like, who was Christine back then? Like, what was your personality? What was your reputation? You know, like, like tell us a little bit about, you know, where you were back then. Well, I didn't know God back then, so um, things were a lot different than they are today. Um, I actually started off pretty innocent. I, you know, I didn't start the whole, you know, drinking scene that, you know, high school um, often brings into people's lives um, until, like, towards the end of high school. So for the most part, I ran pretty clean. And then, uh, yeah, when I hit my uh, college years, that's kind of when I just broke out and started dabbling into everything somehow i did excellent in school but um i have no idea how <laughs> well, oh so you still did good I, in school while you were kind of I being bad did. outside okay oh my goodness yeah like i i really i i tried everything and it was at that time that um you know i, I really started drinking i started you know doing the kind of recreational kind of drugs and that kind of turned into some uh like harder stuff and yeah, by the time I hit 30, I had a good amount of education behind me. Like before the car accident, um, which was 15 years ago now, um, I was a restorative hygienist. I had been in school, like I had done school for like five years. I had also practiced for many years. Um, so I was doing like really, really well in the world standards, you know, yeah, like I yeah. partied every weekend, I worked hard, I made like 50 bucks plus an hour, like I was doing really well in the world standards. Wow. And but yeah, I wasn't, uh, I was still, I was still really sad. And I didn't really understand um, that. So of course, you know, the partying was a way of, uh, you know, you know, bringing happiness to me for a short amount of time. And, you know, and I had a, honestly, I had an amazing group of friends. We all loved each other so much, you know, like it was, they were like really solid people. They just liked to party hard, you yeah. know? And yeah. And finally, um, I was in a car accident when I was 30 and, uh, yeah, it was drinking and driving, uh, and, and smoking a little and, uh, yeah. And it, that was, that wasn't uncommon for me to get behind the wheel and do that at that right. time. Um, so yeah, I ended up, I don't remember very much from the car accident because I, like I killed everything on my body during that time. Wow. Like I, I had a brain injury. Um, I, okay. What happened was, is I was uh, traveling down a country road on my way home at the time. Cause I lived with my folks at the time. And, um, I, yeah, like I wasn't even at a party that night. I just kind of created my own party in my car wow. and I was traveling home. And I must have blacked out and I ended up hitting two vehicles and pushing them both off the road. And I ended up staying on the road, but my car was crushed because I sideswiped them. The car buckled, um, came in and almost took off my leg. Wow. Um, so, and I also, yeah, I collapsed both my lungs, lacerated my liver, had the brain injury, broke my leg. Like, so it was, I was messed up really on my left side. So, and they uh, airlifted me from the site because oh uh, I was bleeding. I was bleeding out. Oh, I also collapsed both lungs, so <laughs> which rarely happens. Usually, you only uh, collapse one, I guess. But I had done both, so they had two real good reasons to quickly get me to the emergency. And uh, 
the Hamilton pad was, you know, full. I guess it had been a, a very eventful night for car accidents. And so they had to fly me all the way out to Toronto Sunnybrook Hospital and where I received uh, several surgeries in a short period of time. And uh, they saved my life, basically. So, and by the grace of God, I am wow. living and breathing today. <laughs> wow. So, so, so I want to unpack yeah. a couple of things about that. Like, so if we go sure. back to, you, you said some interesting things. So like you were a good student, which is, I'm not going to say like, I mean, I've, I guess you come across people like that sometimes when you're younger, where they, they can kind of balance both. But most people, most of the time you hear, once people get into drugs and alcohol and partying that they kind of lose track of, of school. So I'm, I'm curious yeah. for you, like you kind of went all the way through school, mostly clean. What was the yeah. turning point to get you involved in like drinking and drugs? Was it just curiosity? Was it peer pressure something at home? Like what, what caused you to go that mm, route? That's a good question. Oh, uh, you know, um, I think I just, at the time, I had been so good all my life, um, and it really was towards the end of high school. You know, I started hanging around with, you know, a couple of different people, and um, that's kind of how they had fun, and was like the whole drinking and smoking dope or whatever, and so that's kind of like towards the end of high school was more of my, okay, I'm tired of being so good all the time. Yeah. And I'm just gonna, you know, I, I, I was, I had also graduated, like, I think about a month or not a month, a semester early from high school. So I kind of felt like I had a pass to be able to just, you know, do really nothing, you know, the rest of the year. And that's really, you know, idle hands, right? Like, um, yeah, you yeah, just out so here with, I, with time. I, I, <laughs> so, so you got I was some just new like, friends. I'm gonna have some fun. Yeah, yeah, I got some new friends, and I, I, I had, I started having a different level of, of level of, or kind of fun, and yeah, and it just, um, for somebody like me, like one in five people are alcoholics. Like people don't realize there's such wow. a stigma on alcoholism, and with that stigma. You know, like people don't realize that one in five people are alcoholics. Like that's a huge percentage. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's huge. So, I mean, like you don't, it's so well accepted, you know, and I don't mark anybody who wants to have a drink or anything like that, but if they can't control it, then they need to stop it. Right. And I think I was one of those people who started, you know, the, the ball doesn't, you know, happen like the alcoholism doesn't like for me, it didn't happen right away. It was gradually over time. And, but I never drank like other people drank. Like I drank until I got drunk, you know? So it was like, but by the time I was 30, I was like, I was, yeah, I was blacking out. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I'm curious, like, cause you bring up a good point. 20% of people are alcoholics um, or suffer from alcoholism. And, And I'm thinking like, all right, like you said, like it's, obviously accepted and the same here i'm not this isn't you know for anyone listening people who have been listening to the show know that we're not about like we're not bashing anyone or judging but this is worth right. talking about like <laughs> for myself like when i go to a lot of corporate events this is something like and drinking has never been something that i've personally struggled with so i also want to be careful as well like as someone who doesn't yeah. have that struggle to be like pointing a finger but it, it is interesting to me like even from like a corporate standpoint, right? You know, I've been at all type of big events and, you know, every big event is going to have a cocktail hour. And I've seen like some of the biggest execs at companies like 
literally lose themselves at a party, like dancing all on the floor, everything, and then show up the next morning to a meeting like nothing ever happened. And no one looks down on that. So it is an interesting thing of how much it's accepted um, just culturally overall. Um, But Mm -hmm. yeah. So for you though, like, and it's, it's, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's not just the it's not just the the drinking that accept, is accepted because that actually doesn't bother me. Like people want to go. It's the yep. drunkenness that's accepted, right? Yep. So, and the Bible does talk about that. So, but yeah. No, that's um, a good point. It's the yeah, like you going overboard and, and things like that. It's not something that people really. Uh, I'll say this much, like. With a lot of issues that we see in people, even like friends and family, right? You can see issues brewing up and you kind of tap people on the shoulder, maybe pull them to the side, like, Hey, let me kick it with you. Let's, let's talk about this. I'm noticing some changes, but with things like that, Mm -hmm. with drunkenness, a lot of times we just let it fly. It's like, okay, cool. He likes to drink. He likes to have a good time. She likes to have a good time. So it is, it is a very um, interesting thing. So, but for you, it obviously led um, to a a life threatening, what you call on your web, on your Instagram page, a life threatening um, car accident. And you life, said something life threatening, life altering. <laughs> right. So let, let's it talk really about did that. change everything. You you said yeah, this quote. See. This quote I really like is like you said, um, is it you came to oh man, did I came to art and faith after a life threatening accident. So let's kind of talk yeah. about like you talked about the accident. Let's talk about how did this accident begin to like transform and alter your life? Oh my goodness. Yeah, like it. Everyone, oh, like so many people, I tell my story to. Like when they first hear about the car accident, I start listing off all my injuries. They're like, "Oh my goodness!" Like that was like the worst thing that could ever happen to you. And I'm like, "And the best thing, all at the exact same wow. time." It was hard. It was hard on my family because my family really came around me and really supported me through that time. Um, we're pretty tight. Um, but yeah, like it was one of those life changing, life altering, you know, events that, um, you really do, uh, look at, you know, you have no choice. Cause like I was laid up for like two months in the hospital and then I was, I was bedridden like for two months in the hospital and then I was bedridden for a certain amount of time period at home. So I was on my butt a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to think a lot. I had to be with myself and I couldn't uh, put any alcohol in my body and nor did I want to at the time because, you know, like I knew what had caused, caused the ac- car accident. So I mean, like I, I, I really for, you know, an extended period of time, like I, I was really, um, you know, I was on my butt. <laughs> yeah, so let me ask <laughs> really, you this. By myself. Mm-hmm. What do you, so you said you don't remember much about the accident in general, but like, can you walk us through yeah. like the, your, as far as you can go back in your memory post the accident? Like, what is the first thing you remember? Is it being in a hospital or kind of walk us through like oh. mentally what that was like? Okay, so when I was, I was also in a coma for five days um, oh, wow. when I was in that. And I actually remember, I know this might sound strange to some of your like, listeners, but like I actually remember, like there was quite the dream happening. Wow. Um, because I was on a heavy amount of morphine. And I just, you know, I have come to this realization that the state of mind you go into when you go under that kind of level of morphine, because it was a morphine induced coma. It's sort of okay. like they put you into a coma and because your injuries are so bad, they don't want you to move. 
um, okay. so that your bones can set and everything can take. Um, so they forced me into a coma. And I also had a brain injury, too. So, like, they had to really um, keep an eye on the brain bleed that I had. So, um, but, yeah, they, uh, I remember, like, literally walking through a nightmare because my mindset going into that level of drugs was was not good. Yeah. Right. Like I was far from Christ. I was, and I remember in that it was literally terror. Like the closest thing that I can um, think that hell would be like, Man. that's what I feel like I've experienced. Like it was far from God and just, it was terror the whole time, except like, cause I was before the car accident, I was a bit of a yogi. Right. So I, I, you know, I did a lot of meditation. I did a mm-hmm. lot of yoga exercises and I was into that really new age mindset and but in the car in the coma i that didn't work it wouldn't bring me peace and i remember like clearly trying to you know force that to happen and then i remembered um and this is a shout out to anybody who is doing uh kids ministry when i was really really young i went to a bible camp and they had taught a scripture there. And I just remember that being such a peaceful time of my life. Yeah. And yet in the coma, I pulled out a scripture from what I had learned way, way, way back then. So, you know, kids, That's ministry amazing. people, you're doing an amazing job because you are literally seeding something that will come out at the right time. Uh, you know, when that person needs it the most. Um, Do you remember so, what that scripture yeah. was? Yeah, ye though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff will comfort me. And I would say that over and over again, and the entire scene that I saw in front of me would be peaceful. It was and the how only thing. Is that? Can't like come on. Because like, you just said like <laughs> you, that was the closest you felt, you know, to yeah. something like hell. Like so, for you, like you were literally in the valley of death. That's what it felt like, yes. and so. Yeah. For that scripture to come to mind, like, and that is powerful to your point. Like, we we yeah. have to know that everything that we do to the glory of God, every scripture we share, every conversation we have, yeah. we don't realize the the seeds that we're planting. And it might take a long yeah. time to grow. Like, it might take thirty years for that <laughs> seed to grow. But the yeah. fact that you planted it, that it was planted in you, um, it's just amazing that it would come out in a time like that. So, so you find yourself, you know, kind of. Um, being in the valley, you know, of death and, and, and feeling like, you know, really horrible in an induced coma. And, yeah, you know, your family, you said your family supported you. I would imagine that that, you know, has a huge part to do with just being able to naturally recover, um, just knowing yeah. that you had those people in your corner. Yeah, yeah. My sister, um, she was the only born again Christian at the time in our family. And she would come, and when I had, I, I, like, she was there every single day. She'd make the trek from Burlington, uh, which is, again, outside of Toronto, and she would go all the way to Toronto, take her a good, I don't know, 45 minutes to get to me. She'd get there at close, but the nurses would let her stay so that she could come and she could pray for me and just give me Christian music to listen to, you know, and because I was just like, I was terrified to go back to sleep again. Because wow. the um, the I, every time I fell asleep, it was like being in a coma again. So, except when she gave me the Christian music, I could fall asleep. So That's there was amazing. such a powerful, yeah, like in, that scripture coming, you know, to mind when I needed it. Like, and I remember when I was in a coma, I'm like, God, like if you're real, 
you know, this is working, you know, <laughs> so if you're real, I'll come find you. I will come find you after this. But little, I little did I know, I, he, he had already found me, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, but my sister was the one who made the greatest impact at that time for me. Like she would just be there for me and she wouldn't Bible thump me. Um, but she would, you know, she read a book called Captivating. Um, I think it is not Lisa Rivera, uh, Eldridge, Eldridge, Stacey Eldridge wrote that book. Okay. And it's a book about how God views women. Like he, her husband wrote Wild at Heart, pretty famous. Um, and nice. it basically talks about, you know, the, uh, Wild at Heart talks about the man's, how God views the man. And Stacey Eldridge, his wife came up with a book called Captivating, which basically explains how, you know, why God made the woman the way that he made her and how beautiful she is, right? And why our hearts are the way that they are. And it just explained so much to me, yeah. you know, and it really drew me towards the heart of God because, you know, before I didn't really view God in that light. And, uh, yeah, so that was basically what started. And then, you know, when I moved from home to... um sorry, moved from the hospital to home yeah. a couple months later. Um, I was in a hospital bed. My parents literally transformed the living room into a hospital room. And Amazing. I lived there for several months until Christmas. And then I was moved upstairs. But my sister would come. You know, she would do all the girl stuff for me. She'd yeah. paint my nails and shave <laughs> my legs, make me feel a woman. <laughs> no, I love that. You know, but she kept, yeah, she kept talking about these girls. You know, her C group girls that she hung out with and how they were doing, like they were having so much fun together. And I just, at that point, I just, I was so bedridden. I just wanted to get out of the house, yeah. you know? So I was just like, can I go? Can I, can I come with you? <laughs> and the moment I hit the C group, cause I was in my walker, I remember it clearly. And I got to the door um, of the lady's house, uh, Cynthia, she's an angel to this day, mm-hmm. you know, she um, that literally all of the girls go, Christine, we've been praying for you. And I just got like hugs everywhere, wow. you know, and a few months later, I ended up, you know, uh, grace in the church. <laughs> I love that. And the same thing happened. And I... You know, everyone in the church, I felt like in that moment, came up to me and gave me a hug and said, Christine, like, we've been praying for you for months now. Like, the moment your car accident happened, our whole church was praying for you. And it was just so powerful because I'm like, you don't know me. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that you, you know, know what, that, that speaks to something I'm curious about, like, because mm-hmm. you have these, you know, your sister, and shout out to your sister. Like, that was just super cool. Yeah. We don't realize, you know, the impact that we have even on our families and I. I would even imagine like a lot of times and I struggle with this every now and then now and this kind of inspires me of like sometimes you feel like with your family, they're the ones not trying to hear you or not listening to you. Right. And I love that <laughs> she just kind of was there for you in yeah. your time of need and that spoke volumes. But I'm curious, you had these friends that you were partying with and things like that. Like, yeah. what was their response to what happened to you and did you guys keep in touch during this time after or you know kind of what what was the progression with those friendships well I would say the majority of them you were MIA you know the moment that happened because they were my party friends right but there was like a handful of them you know which we were very close and you know we you know the the visits were few and far between but over you know um but they, they, they were still there. Like they still came, they still visited when they could. Um, but for the most part, nobody had the longevity 
yeah. like my sister and my church did. And that's right? a tough thing so, about the world, right? Like, like you said, right. party friends, where it's like, as long as I'm doing this with you, like we're, yeah. we're tight. And I, I can remember going through some of that through college or whatever, where you kind of like, you know, sway away. And I did grow up in church, but I've had those moments of feeling like, um, you know, all right, I've been like, you, you kind of said something. It's almost like you feel like money in the bank. Like, all right, I've been good all this time. I could be a little bad. I could do a little of this. And, right. um, <laughs> you start, you grow up and you start realizing like so many of these friendships are conditional and not even to the fault of the yeah. person. I don't think it's something that they even know they're doing. No, they're all great people. Exactly. <laughs> they really are. Yep. You know, they were, they were good people, you know, and I don't mark them at all because like, you know, it's just, our lives just went completely different paths, yeah, you know, no. and they had to live theirs. Right. So, but yeah, no, like relationships are conditional. Like everybody, you know, is selfish to a certain degree, exactly. you know, and we're all living our own lives and we are all doing our own paths. And, you know, um, I think that that was the one thing that really stuck out with the church, um, was that they, I mean, they're my church to this day. You know, Living Hope and oh, Hamilton, cool. give them a shout out, you know, because <laughs> the love okay. that they had. Yeah, little prop. The um, like the love that they have and still have for me, like it's like, I mean, they've been with me through through it all. Like like the car accident happened and that was messy. But the getting my heart right and the yeah. sanctifying that happens over the years of being a Christian is hard work. And it's, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the people that you that surround you during that time that are willing to walk through all of that with you, like that's yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's life, you know. You know that's, what I like? that's friendship for life. I even like the name of the church. Like I don't know. I'm yeah. I look at every little thing. Like you, <laughs> you know, the scripture about being in in the shadow of the valley of death, and uh, or a valley of the shadow yeah. of death, and, and like that scripture coming to mind. But then like being led to a church called Living Hope. When you, right? when you almost died <laughs> with no hope, like your life was yeah. like threatened in danger. It was almost over yeah. and God led you to living hope. Like, I, I just, I don't yeah. know. I, maybe it's the, awesome, the isn't it? <laughs> creative, creative artist in me, but, but I love that. All right. So let, let's talk a little bit now about like, you know, where does art come in? Right. So you, you're at this church, right. your, your life is changing. And I'm curious. Cause I mean, I've seen your work on Instagram and I definitely uh, would encourage anyone to check out at CM bear art. That's right. Yep. Yeah. CM yeah, bear thanks. art um, on Instagram. You do some amazing work and also CM And the links will be in the description of this show. Um, but where does art come in at? Like, you know, I don't like, I'm, yeah. I can't think that this would be a hidden talent at this point, just at the level that you're doing <laughs> it. So I, I want to know about this um, and where art plays a role. You know what? Like before the car accident, I've always been creative, like ever since I was little. Like, um, you know, I was I was born singer. I'm on my worship team at church. Like, it's just okay. something that I lived and I breathed. And, you know, uh, so that was very normal for me. But art. You know, I, I doodled a lot and I, I dabbled in it when I was younger, but you abandon it for so long that, you know, it's not part of who you are. And I, with the car accident, I was on my butt for so long that I was going stir crazy. And I remember my dad turning to me and I'm like, didn't you used to draw or something? Cause I was, I was getting on his <laughs> nerves too. <laughs> wow. And I'm like, 
I, I think so. like I, maybe like I don't know. So he ended up grabbing me some, you know, I think some charcoal and some paper, and he's like, just do something, you know, just just do something other than you know watching TV and getting on everybody's nerves. So I ended up uh, starting, but I wasn't really any good, you know. Like you never start off good. Like just oh. for anybody who's you know wanting to uh, you know get into art, just it's just gonna be messy. The first part is always gonna be messy, <laughs> you know. Um, but like I started. But then six months later after the car accident, because it was a process for me to give my heart to God. Like I wanted to be sure, you know, even though I had such, like I feel like such an Israelite where you have been given the miracles upon miracles upon miracles, but you still, you're still not sure, right? (laughs) You still want to be convinced. So, (laughs) so I ended up uh, six months later, I gave my heart to Christ. And I remember turning to my dad and saying, I don't know why, but I just need to paint something big. And I hadn't really painted up until that point. Hmm. So, and I hadn't really, like, I just, like, when I look back at my work prior to giving my heart to Christ and what he opened up immediately afterwards, it's like night and day. Like, it looks like somebody did something in public school, and then it looks like somebody has been seasoned doing this. And I remember stepping back after my first painting and being like, oh, my goodness, I can do this. Like, it was just so, it was like, yeah, it was like one of those pivotal moments for me. It's like I, I, think, I had no idea it was in me to do it. But I think when God when God opens the door, like it floods out. Like, and then he is and that's, creative. That's what happened. Like I he think is. we forget yeah. like so many times. I'm such a huge advocate for Christian art and like um I'm I do Christian music myself and like so one of my projects is called um God Knows My Art. And when I create my music, it's like people always, I think sometimes when you're creative, people want to put you in the box based on the world standard of like what something mm-hmm. should sound like. Or, you know, even a lot of Christian artists allow themselves to fall into the trap of like following the world for the sounds or the styles. And I've always been a huge advocate of like, no, like my life is a blank canvas. You know, the first five words yeah. in the Bible is in the beginning, God created. And so yeah. <laughs> like that's the first thing he did. And so for me, creating is such like it's such an act of worship, to be honest, because it's yeah. like I feel like you are being made in his image. That is when we are like really displaying being fearfully and wonderfully made and what we are designed to do. So I can 100 percent relate to the fact that. Once you align with Christ, once you give your life to Christ, I believe as a creative, like it becomes limitless, like the it just just where you can go, the ideas and the substance, um, it just brings so much value to it. So, no, I'm I'm not surprised at all to hear that um, the way that you looked at your art. So so that was your first reaction to your first painting. How did the people (laughs) around you react? to this new task and your dad kind of just saying like, didn't you used to paint or something? Like, you know, yeah. how, well, <laughs> how my, did they start? My parents are my parents, right? So they're, the, they're always just like, well, I knew you. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's like, okay. You know, but um, the, my church actually, um, um, what happened was, is I, I was starting to paint and the, and the girls in my C group, you know, I didn't drive at all for several years after my car accident, only because I was, I was afraid to. Yeah. And um, they would come all the way from Hamilton to where I lived with my parents, uh, where I lived, sorry, with my parents. And they would pick me up, drive me to church, 
and then drive me home. And so like, like that was a good, like 40 minute way yeah. both times, you know, several times. And so, you know, a few times, you know, when they would be picking me up or driving me home, they would come in and they would see anything that I was working on and they would be so encouraging. They'd be like, you got to put this on Facebook. You know, just see what people would think. And I, I was so nervous, right? So I finally did. And the response that I got um, was very welcoming. So I continued to do it. And then, of course, the, the church as a whole, like the leadership took notice. And they were actually creating a cafe in their church at the time. And they were like, you know, they approached me and they said, would you hang all your artwork? And because they were big pieces that I was working on and I had nowhere to store them. Yeah. So it was a win-win and they were like, you can, you know, put them up here and, you know, rotate them out if you want. And I did that for years. I still have some, like some pieces hanging up in their cafe. Wow. So, um, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, it, they were, everyone encouraged me. Um, so I, I was, I was very thankful that I was surrounded by that because not everybody's surrounded by that level of encouragement. So, exactly. um, yeah. And that drives yeah. you when you're, when you're surrounded by that, like I'm super big yeah. on just trying you know, the most I can, the best I can to like, um, influence my, um, surroundings and my environment. Right. And, you know, from friends to people, right. You, you always have people, especially family or friends that you grew up with or whatever it may be. Um, not everyone's just going to like perfectly align with you. That's, that's not realistic. But right. for me, I feel like I'm such a, I don't know how to say this cause I don't want to use the word sensitive just because I'm super machismo. Um, but, <laughs> um, I guess like I am just really aware of my surroundings. Like I'm one of those people that like I can really be impacted. Like in my studio, it's important to me, like the pictures on the wall and things that are like ungodly or negative, like can really throw me off. Like I just especially when I'm creating, I'm really inspired by the Bible and, you know, family, love. I, I just try to keep that around me as much as possible because yeah. I've kind of learned that when I do that, I live at a different standard than when I just allow yeah. myself at times in life to kind of just uh, go with the flow and not really try to influence the things around me. So um, that's real cool. So I want to ask you, though, like, what inspires you? You know, when you, when you talk about your art, mm -hmm. like what inspires you to like as you're creating a, a piece and like where, where does it start at? Music. 100%. I'm like I said, I'm I'm a born natural singer. So like for me, it's music and harmonies. And I have that constantly flowing, you know, in my studio. And for me, like, yeah, because like a lot of my work is expressionism. Um, like okay. I do some impressionist stuff. Um, and so if you look back on a lot of my past work, um, you know, there's some more impressionistic stuff. So basically, you can tell what it is. But it's not, you know, yeah. it's not normal colors or something like that. So the tree looks like a tree, but it's, you know, it's Super not abstract. your, or, you know, okay. it's, yeah, it's an abstract tree, right? So, and I've gone away from that into doing a lot more expressionism, just playing with materials and things like that. And, um, but yeah, for me, it's, uh, I, I need to be immersed in, um, in worship music like all the time. <laughs> okay. I love it. I love um, it. Yeah. Like our, our, our team just last night actually put a shout, like, like a, a challenge out to our whole worship team was to, and if anybody was interested in jumping on, we would, but to only listen to worship music for the next month. Um, rather, cause there's lots of great, you know, lots of great different times, uh, yeah. types of music out there, but just 
specifically worship music. And I'm like, well, that's easy because <laughs> that's not much of a challenge for me because that is literally all I listen to. Yeah. And so for me, like it really gets grounded in hearing the word of God over and over and over again, uh, being immersed in that spirit. And oh, yeah. And yeah. Cause like, I just, I need for the most part, I really struggle to paint when I am uh, agitated in any way. Um, or stressed out in any way. Yeah. Um, whereas in I, when I'm, if I can get myself in a peaceful state, stuff flows like crazy and I can bang off like paintings, like there's no tomorrow. So I need that peaceful place in my home, you know, um, generally my house is peaceful, but like my yeah. studio is that is, is my comfort zone. It is that place that I go to. So it has to be yeah, it's just flooded with that. So, no, I love it. Yeah. That's the same thing for me. Like, and, and I think you're saying like the same thing. Like, that's how you control your environment. For you, yeah. controlling your environment is about, you know, in, you know, engaging worship music and filling a place with yeah. that because that is where you find yourself closest to God creatively. And I think that's something yeah. like for anyone listening out there, right? Like, that's something to at least consider is like, if you're not feeling like you're tapping into, you know, godly creativity and inspiration yeah. or you feel like it's a drag or something is a little off, you know, take a look at your surroundings. Like I said, you know, my yeah. studios, I have, you know, my podcast studio as well as my music studio are both like for me just to the T have to be like what inspires me um, when I yeah. walk in. I want to feel like, you know, I always pray. And I always want to feel like this is a place that's welcoming to godly inspiration, like not just inspiration, yeah. not just positivity, but like, no, like Christ centered biblical um, inspiration. And that's why, like most of my inspiration really comes from the Bible. Like I read the Bible in color. It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, when like I read it, I see it. Yes, yes. And that's the way God made our brains, though. Like, and it's all our brains. Like, when we read something, we picture it. Exactly. And, you know, so God's like the ultimate, you know, illustrator. <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes as, you know? as Christians and, and creatives out there, like, we don't free ourselves. Like, like for you, like, right. again, that worship music is freeing you. It's allowing you yes. to be who God created you to be. And we have to find that. We have to find, like, what is that thing that God put in me? Like you said, you've been a singer since you've been younger. So it's not a new yeah. thing. It's not really hard. And you said something else about when you were in the hospital, like, and, and just sitting down for a couple months, you were forced to think and look about, look at yourself and think about yourself. Yeah. And when you were maybe living a faster life of partying, some of the distractions that the enemy puts in our lives is like, he's just not allowing us to sit down and think. And sometimes yeah. we need to step yeah. back and like allow ourselves to figure out. And the, and the other thing I'll say is like, we don't have to feel pressure that it's the same thing for all of us as believers because God made us all so different. And I like, I never heard anyone say like music inspires their art in that way. So that was, that was really cool to hear. Like that's something that well, I yeah. remember. And it's, it's got it for me anyway, it's got to be music that moves. Right. Yeah. So it's got to be moved. It's got, like, I get moved by the word of God. Right. So exactly. when I hear it's spoken over my life and like, just, yeah, it has to be 
it has to be worship music for me. It just can't be any music. Like there's a lot of really great music out there, you know, and a lot of very positive and uplifting music out there. But for me, it has to have the word of God in it because I need that reminder constantly, you know, of how much God loves me and all the declarations that he has over my life. And I need that music to remind me of the promises that he's made, you know? So it's like, yeah, very uh, all my, all my work. Yeah, very intentional. Um, my work always has um, a scripture behind it. Like each piece has a scripture that is born out of. So um, every collection that I have is always scriptural based. It always comes out of a scripture. And, you know, like in it, for me, the last, you know, well, I, the last couple years at least, it's all been about restoration and about um, how God makes something new and how he gives you beauty for ashes. Um, You know, that's been my life story. You know, God has literally out of the worst of it. He has created something very beautiful out of my life that I could never have imagined prior to the car accident. So um, yeah, so my my work is always a celebration of hope, always a celebration of, you know, his promises and um, I see no reason why not to keep it that way. <laughs> Amen to that. Yeah, like keep it going. So so let's, you know, a couple more questions um, I want to end off on. And like, I want to know, like, A, like, where can people see and find your work? And, you know, B, I want to know, like, what are your goals moving forward? Um, it sounds like maybe you've been, if I'm, if my timing is right, you've been kind of creating art for like 14, 15 years now. Um, I'm just curious, like, is there for you, is it something that you just do to express the love of God? Is it a business? Is it, you know, are there any goals behind it? So, so a, where can we find it? And then B like, what is, what is the overall vision for it? Okay. Well, you can find me at at Sam bear art, um, on Instagram and Facebook and also my website, www.cmbearart.com. Um, yeah, the, uh, in my about page, it kind of says it all, you know, like I've been pretty much created to do this. So this is why I do it in order to spread his love and hope, um, you know, to anyone who uh, views it. Um, I've noticed, though, like I ran an art ministry out of our church for about six years um, until I, you know, had a, had a child. And um, I love the mentorship. I love um, I love I also taught because our church is pretty amazing. Like we really do focus on the arts a lot. And uh, so I was teaching art classes out of their creative arts studio because they have a dance studio as well. Nice. Um, so I was doing that um, for many years. And then I let the teaching side of it go. And I just kind of focused on my art and being a mom and all of that. And I started doing the online business thing because um, it was harder for me to do shows at the time. Um, but with COVID happening... Uh, I started doing free art lessons online and they were just like paint parties, simple. I wanted the people who um, never picked up a paintbrush before to realize that if they have an inkling inside of them that they want to do this, that it's possible that they can, because I was, I was never trained. You know, I didn't go to school for art. You know, I just kind of picked up a paintbrush one day and I started to play. And I really do believe that if you put the work in, You know, you can do this. And so during COVID, it was my heart um, to basically give people a, you know, a healthy creative outlet during an isolated time. So, but that really 
made me realize I would get off from these online live classes um, and they're still up on Instagram and Facebook um, stories and such. Uh, but I realized that, you know, I love teaching. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in the process right now of actually creating an online course. Um, this one will be paid. Um, I've done a lot of free classes. I, used, I, I did them every two weeks uh, during the lockdown. So there's quite a few that have been uploaded. But, um, yeah, I'm I'm trying to gear into um, – creating some, uh, you know, some online courses that people can enroll in. So that's quite the process. There's a lot of creativity that goes into, you know, just marketing and goes into creating that kind of stuff. So um, trying to find, do it in a way that I can still be balanced. I can still have a love for doing my own artwork while creating because I did find um, my last collection release, which sold out, which was amazing. Um, So much and thank you. So much energy goes into the process of learning this whole online world and how to sell online and all the marketing it's that goes into crazy. it. I was pretty slapped out afterwards. So, um, yeah, I had some creative blocks. So now out of that creative block has come, you know, uh, my love for teaching and my love for, um, yeah, just uh, of creating again, right? Because I really started uh, playing with alcohol links, which is a whole new medium for me, and I'm having so much fun with it. So um, I love it. Yeah, so I love that direction. you've <laughs> that you've kind of still found new things in your process, and and I'm hoping like this has been great. Number one, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. Um, you said some amazing sure. things, like things that stuck out to me. Um, number one, just from your transition into the faith, um, the connection between music and art and how it's so important for you to have worship music, you know, from your dad, just saying something like, didn't you used to paint or something? And and like, even that is such, and I'm sure he was just being your dad at the time. And like you said, you were irritating everyone, but our words have so much power because that one sentence really led you down this path and now you're still finding ways. And I think that's the beauty for anyone listening. The beauty of living for God is that, you know, and I, I had a recent show, um, really the one right before this is called Dream, Create, Rinse, Repeat. And nice. it's really about this idea. And that was inspired by um, a friend of mine who has a clothing company, Christian Line, called SkyDreamingApparel.com, uh, uh, Doug. And this idea of dream, create, rinse, repeat. For me, it was the rinse and repeat that really sticks out because sometimes we think, oh, I have a goal to get somewhere. And then you get there, you accomplish something. You have a painting or you have a a show, right? Yeah. The rinsing and repeating is really the process of like continuing to cleanse yourself and make sure your art and everything is aligning with the word of God and what his call for you is. But then repeating that process in a new way. And that's what you're doing, um, you know, as getting into teaching and. You know, keep me posted. Um, definitely love to stay in touch. Sure. Let me know what's going on. I'll I'll keep the the listeners informed as you do new things. Um, and don't hesitate to reach out to us at Inspire Guys People at any time. Um, this has been amazing. At CM Bear Art on Instagram and Facebook, cmbearart.com. Christine, I will give you the last word as we get out of here. Um, but thank you again. It's been an amazing interview. Oh, thanks. Um, I've really enjoyed this this chat. Like, it's always good to have a really good chat with somebody. Yeah. So um, I just want to, you know, uh, the last word for me would be God's not finished with you yet. Like, if anything, my life can be a testimony is that, 
you know, I, I thought that my life was over and that there was nothing left to it, you know, with that car accident. And God can really, really transform a life in a heartbeat, like in a moment. And he continues to do that in my life. And I really, really like he's, he's a God of renewal. He will renew and renew and renew. And you will discover things about yourself that you had no idea was there. Just let him do the work on you. Let him, you know, do what, uh, you know, do what God does. You know, he makes beauty for ashes. So, and he will, he's always creating something new. So just be part of that process with him. Amen. Love it. Thank you again, Christine. (laughs) Um, You have an amazing day. Thanks for joining InspireGodsPeople.com and the podcast. Um, We appreciate you and we pray nothing but godly success on your future and everything that you're doing. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Bye. God's people, thank you so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoy what you heard, please do stop over to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, subscribe to the show. You can just even Google Inspire God's People and enjoy every show all the way back to our first episode. And please do not forget to tell a friend. We love you. Inspire God's People. If you're looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world. Look in the sky, there ain't no stars in it. The art is all natural and authentic. Rivers of love, we swimming for us. We can't drown if we fall in it. If you looking for me, I'll be in my own world. Create for the creator when I'm in my own world. I serve below the surface. It's layers to my purpose. Inspire God's people when I'm in my own world.